You're listening to Show Me Your Mic, a show that interviews other podcasters about their workflows, gear, and thoughts on podcasting. Your host is Chris Enns, a podcaster who's hoping to learn more about the craft by talking to fellow broadcasters. All right, hello. Welcome to Show Me Your Mic, special edition. We'll still call it episode 15 just because that's easier to continue the numbering system, but it's a little different episode. I've got uh, some yogurt and granola in front of me that I'm going to be eating because uh, <laughs> Tim Tim Smith is joining me for this episode. He He's a, uh, what's the word, co-host is the word I'm looking for, on another show, Too Lazy Blog, that we record here on SSKTN.com, and uh, he had pinged me about just asking some questions about my gear and, and all that kind of stuff that I use to record podcasts with. I thought, hey, why don't we just do this as a podcast, because that's what we do, or nerds who like to <laughs> talk about podcasts. Right. He also hosts his own show at the East Wing, soon to be moving to a major podcast network near you. And uh, so anyways, that's my introduction for Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey, I thought I was going to introduce you. But <laughs> well, I thought I, I didn't want to scare people away with your voice right away <laughs> off the top, but <laughs> introduce, All right. work their way into it. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, this is this is your show, Tim. All right. So I guess I'll <laughs> I'll take it from here. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. So there there are a couple of things that I want to talk to you about in terms of your gear because you you obviously uh, run your own podcast network, SSKTN, um, which is a, a success and will continue to be a huge success. Um, and and I hope I can be a part of that. But um, but I wanted to talk to you about your gear. And I also wanted to hear kind of your story into how you even got into podcasting because I think that'd be interesting as well. Um, and, you know, usually listeners of your network don't really get to hear that side of the story because you're usually interviewing other people. So um, why don't we start off with that? Like how, how did you even get into podcasting? What, what attracted you to it? Well, that's, that's a good question. This is deeper already than I was prepared for. I, I'm going to have to <laughs> set my granola aside. <laughs> So if I if I die of hunger, it's your fault. Um, no, I like a lot of people who do podcasting now. I think I was drawn in by listening to Leo Laporte do uh, Mac Break Weekly, and then I found out about folks like Merlin Mann through that. And then I I had been following. You know, we talked about before we started recording Dan Benjamin and uh, and his five by five stuff before it was five by five, and when he was just doing. I followed him because he was a nerd who wrote cool stuff, and then um, eventually started talking to other nerds about stuff and so I kind of paid attention there and uh, just kind of always wanted to do I really like that idea I've been attracted to radio and um, voiceover work and all that kind of stuff related to that and wanted to do something with that and when podcasting came along as an, as an, an idea a thing that you could do because I had you know it's one of those things where you don't really even think of it as an option until you see somebody else doing it and uh, and the first podcast I did I'm trying to Get my chronology, get it chronology. I can't even say that word right now. Professional <laughs> podcaster. Uh, I think, I think the first, very first one I did was there was a YouTube fan podcast I did with a buddy of mine. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to just while we're talking here see if I still have the domain up or not. Um, but it was a yeah. We helped out with a YouTube website called YouTulog.com, and then decided we'd both try our hand at podcasting about you two and it was it went for about I think eight episodes like most first time podcasts do and right. uh and it, but in the meantime I also started this I can't remember if the YouTube one was first or, or I also did one with uh actually with my wife I, I bugged her to just try it out with me I said you know I really want to do this let's just try it out because then it's it's safe there's nobody else I'm involving that <laughs> embarrass myself with and uh and so we actually did a survivor fan podcast which, because we both love the TV show Survivor, and uh, and uh, here I'm just finally finding youtube.log.lemonproductions.ca. So there you go. You can uh, <laughs> put it in the chat room. Um, so, anyways, one of those two. I can't remember which one came first, but uh, and then yeah, I did the YouTube fan podcast or Survivor fan podcast, and uh, yeah, I just really loved, fell in love with the idea of talking about things you like and, and with other people who like the same things, sort of what the internet's all about and, but doing it in audio form. And, uh, and that's sort of where it started anyways. 
So. Right. Well, sense. it's it's interesting because um, you you build websites as do I, um, but it, it's it's interesting that your first podcast wasn't really about the web. It was just you know something that you happen to like. Yeah, and that's actually it's funny because I think um, maybe because I suffer from this a lot in in what I I don't know whether I call it night not being. Be, needing to be more naive or being too self-aware. I don't know which of the two it is, <laughs> but uh, that idea of it, it felt like everything was already being done. So why would I do that? And even though there's, you know, even at the time, maybe there's uh, whatever, a hundred web podcasts, maybe, whereas now there's thousands. Um, it wasn't my first thing. And I also kind of felt like maybe I wasn't enough of an expert to talk about it. Um, and so whereas you 2 was something that I knew between me and Christopher Schmidt, the guy I did it with, um, we combined at least could, be almost as knowledgeable as some super nerd fan. <laughs> Although, yeah, we still ended up putting our foot in our mouth many times, but uh, collectively. But uh, yeah, it sort of felt like that's already being done and done really well. And so why would I step into that arena, I guess? So you, you uh, like, like we said before, you have this podcast network, SSKTN, where, where this show is going to be published. Um, I, I guess my first question is, what what motivated you to start your own network? Um, I think it's it was primarily born out of the idea that I'm I didn't want to do well. I I started the one show with the U two stuff, and it was on its own domain, as you can see, and uh, and that was okay, and it was good. But then I wanted to do this other show with the the Survivor thing, and. In talking with, I, I sort of went back and forth on setting up different websites for each site, but then or each podcast, sorry. But then that became a headache to maintain the WordPress installs and plugins and all that stuff on different shows. And then if you're promoting one show one place, then you have to promote the other show at the other place and do set up Twitter accounts and Facebook pages for all these separate uh, podcasts. And so <laughs> right. eventually, I just thought this would be much simpler to just have it all in one place. And I, I don't when I originally did it, it wasn't with any goals of. I think five by five was maybe in its infancy. Then it was kind of looking more at Twit and just saying like, "Well, just put them all in one spot, and that'll be easier to maintain." More so than any sort of like lofty goals of uh, having a podcast network or whatever of shows. So, yeah, right. Well, and I mean that's that's kind of what it's what it's become because you're um, you have a couple of shows right now. Um, some of them are are retired. Um, like uh, uh, colors and code. Welcome to the internet. Experts on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have three shows that are that are kind of updated regularly. I would say, right? Yeah. Um, Too yeah. lazy to blog. Last and lemon. Lost. Yeah, I know that's and a funny lemon <laughs> and and uh, show me your mic. Yeah, and that's lost and lemon is the one that I do. With, that's a goofy one with my brother in law where you just chat, but. Um, it's just on hiatus right now because his wife had some surgery on her arm and stuff, and so she he's not able to. Just long story short, he's just busy right now. So, right. but yeah, that's uh, even. Is is your plan to add more shows? Yeah, indirectly. Like, um, I think the the goal is to, to sort of see what happens with these. Sort of focus a bit more than I have been in the past, where I've been a bit scattered. Hence the shutting down of a couple shows uh, where it just didn't make sense to keep doing right now in terms of scheduling and all that kind of thing, or in the case of experts on everything, the, the co-host I had at the time just needed, her life got too busy. And so um, so they're sort of on hiatus or paused. Um, and we've had discussions about starting them up again. Colors and Code is kind of a developer. That was that would be the web developer podcast if I had one. And uh, the co-host that I work with there is also a guy I work with on my day job. And so we're just it's just timing and, and stuff like that. But it's a fun one to do as well. But again, just a lot of work to keep up and schedule. So um, <laughs> as every podcaster, I think you sort of, I don't know, I've gone back and forth from discussion shows like Too Lazy to Blog, like what we just recorded a little while ago, where it's, you just show up, you kind of have a group of topics you're going to talk about, and you can just sort of sit back and riff on that for a while. Right. And then the, the interview shows, like Show Me Your Mic, traditional episode anyways, is me doing a lot of prep beforehand. Right, and then booking a guest and scheduling, and a lot of sort of before work, beforehand work, and just you know a lot of work. But you kind of get a different show each time, and a different audience each time, and and stuff like that. So, yeah, kind of like your East Wing, you know. 
right. doing that. Yeah, and it's the interview shows are difficult because you you have to do a lot of scheduling and and not you know all 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 the same times work for everyone. And I mean that we've had we've had some issues with that on Too Lazy to Blog where you know we're not all at the same place yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Um, but it, it's more I think it's even more difficult when you're trying to uh, schedule a new guest every week. Um, so you have three shows that that are kind of like the main shows that are being updated kind of regularly. Lost and Lemon is 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 a little bit on a hiatus right now, but um, soon you'll you'll be you'll you'll be adding new shows. And and what are your plans for these other other shows? Well, to be honest, I don't have a. <laughs> this is uh, I don't have plans. So, um, but in what I one aspect of what I'm doing, I guess is uh, you know I have obviously those three shows we've talked about. And then there's also locally here, I live in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. And there's some shows where I, I've sort of taken that interview model and just taken it to a local level of just interviewing folks from around here. And that's the show, the YXE, cause that's our airport code here is YXE for Saskatoon. And so that's just uh, interviewing interesting folks from around the city and area that I live in. And then, like I was going to say, the model of kind of what Dan's actually started to do with five by five, where he's bringing in other, a lot of other folks that, want a podcast, don't necessarily know how to do a podcast themselves or set up all the iTunes interface and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's what Mama, I'm a thespian is, is I have nothing to do with the show. <laughs> as you may be able to tell from the cover art, uh, none of those are me. But uh, Heather Morrison is a local radio personality. And so she also ha- hosts a show on a local uh, public radio station in addition to her day job at a what's the opposite of public commercial radio station, I guess. Right. And uh, just talking about drama and the arts and theater and stuff in Saskatoon here. And so she wanted a place for that online. And so I just said, hey, let's do it on here. And so I sort of struggle, I guess, because someone who comes to maybe listen to Show Me Your Mic probably isn't, like if they're from, I don't know, Minneapolis or <laughs> or uh, London, England, let's say, if Mike happened to listen to, Mike Hurley happened to listen to an episode of Show Me Your Mic. You know, he's probably not that keen on also then happen, happening across Mom and Thespian because it's probably not up his alley, but... I also want to just do stuff that's interesting to me and, and getting to people at a local level is, is as interesting to me as also the web at large. So that's, right. that's the sort of struggle. I, I think, I think you're, you're doing something really great with that though, because, um, the, my experience has been that with other networks, um, there are, there are times where I will go for a particular show and then I just cruise, you know, their catalog of other shows and I'll listen to one or two episodes, and then I'll be hooked on a new show that I didn't really think I would have been interested in. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So having so having a, a a nice variety of shows like this, I think is 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 actually a really good idea. Yeah, and actually, it's something on on the episode of I guess <laughs> if you're listening live, it'll be out in a week. But if you're listening to this now, you've already listened to it because <laughs> it'll be out. But the interview with Hattie Cook. At five by five, I think either in the show or in the post show, we talked a bit about that. Of um, just uh, sorry, I got granola in my throat. Um, what did we talk about? Oh, how sorry. <laughs> like for you and I, like let's say fans of five by five or of Twit. Let's say if you're a you know you like MacBreak Weekly. To you, if you're a hardcore fan, you're aware very intricately of all the other shows that that person does. So like five by five, I'm very aware of all the other shows. I don't necessarily listen to all of them, but I'm very aware of a lot of the shows that Dan does, but they have, you know, in the thousands of listeners that they have, there's lots of people who just tune in for back to work and then never come back again to anything right. else, even though right. there's lots of other great shows and they talk about it, but they're completely unaware of Livius. They just subscribe in iTunes and that's all they do. And right. so, um, yeah, I think I'm with you. Like, I think it's okay. I like where Dan's going with having a variety of shows and, and bringing a variety of topics, kind of like your, almost like your typical radio station where you have... It's not just all, um, all one type of show. All your typical talk radio station, I guess. Anyways, where it's right. always one type of show. It's not all political necessarily. It's a variety. So yeah, yeah, and and I think that makes for good, um, for for a good, well-rounded network, and and has uh, a, a, you know, a a vast variety of of different content. Um, and uh, at least myself, you know, I've I've listened to a couple of these other shows and and I've liked them. Um, so you know, I I think that's a good thing to do. Um, 
But in terms of plans, you said you don't have any. So let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about gear and let's talk about how exactly, from a technological standpoint, you make this happen. So first of all, let's let's talk about how the website is powered. Um, what do you what do you run sskTN.com on? It's primarily run on a GeoCities domain. Uh, just <laughs> using a bit of uh, well, you know, front page, obviously. Oh and God! Then, uh, Let's stop this interview now. <laughs> no, uh, WordPress obviously, or fairly obviously, I guess, for anybody who can peek under the hood a little bit, it's not too hard to see that it's a WordPress install. Um, the main plugin that helps. So, like we talked about at the beginning, having one show is fairly easy to do with WordPress. You can take your feed, yes, throw your MP3 file somewhere on the page, post even, and iTunes will find that feed. It indirect. I mean, I'm simplifying simplifying it a bit, but. Um, Whereas, yeah, when you start having multiple shows, it gets a little more complicated. So, let's see. The plugin that I use to manage, help manage all that, is the, uh, where is it here? Yeah, Blueberry PowerPress plugin. Okay. And that does a great job of um, handling, so each show is its own category in WordPress, and then the Blueberry PowerPress plugin adds category-based podcast settings so right right where your typical um in the past the other ones i've used anyways they'll add podcast settings for the main feed or maybe set up one other feed that's like purely for podcasts blueberry powerpress one and there's probably others but this is what i said a lot is uh allows you to set up each category so show me your mic is a category and that has its own podcast settings right. so that i can develop that feed and itunes titles and subtitle or yeah subtitle and then Categories and all that kind of stuff for in it, within iTunes and et cetera. Right. So, and and PodPress takes care of all the XML data that iTunes requires for a podcast feed. Exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, so you don't you don't run those feeds through something like FeedBurner. No, and I uh, there's a couple that still do. I've kind of gone. I'm in the camp that says FeedBurner is not long for this world. And so, when I redesigned <laughs> the site and right. moved it all over about six months ago or so. I decided as much as possible, I'm going to ditch FeedBurner and just go oh natural, as, as it were. <laughs> I mean, I, I, right now, we're, the, the thing I lose, obviously, is any data on subscriber numbers because it's just right. the raw feed going out. But I figured it keeps it simple for me. And if a day should come where I need to yeah. develop something like that, then I'll be... Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. The, the FeedBurner statistics are not always all that accurate. No, and that's exactly too. I that was it was kind of happening, or the, it was about to start happening. That like Google Reader was still active when when I decided to do that, but there's a lot of sort of grumbling about FeedBurner and how active it is and stats and and stuff, and and it doesn't really to me the the important number is downloads, actual downloads, not just subscribers, because right. it fluctuates as anybody who has run their feed through RSS for through FeedBurner can tell. So you. so let's talk about that. How do you monitor? Uh, downloads and, and statistics on your on your shows. So that's where I use uh, Libsyn. Um, <coughs> excuse me, the podcasting content distribution network service thing, whatever. Anyway, Libsyn.com, and uh, that's what I use for managing and hosting just the MP3, the raw files that I send out as a podcast. So. And I vary depending on, um, so for anybody who's not familiar with Libsyn, if you're into podcasting, you've probably heard a spiel about it a bit every so often. But you basically, the way what's nice about it is you pay for storage per month, but as once a file is past 30 days or 31 days, whatever it is exactly, then it doesn't count against your storage. So if you're on their $15 a month plan, which is 250 megabytes of storage, which doesn't sound like a lot if you're podcasting frequently, it works out okay, though, because, you know, you post a podcast episode on day one. That's 100 megabytes, let's say. It's a really long one. And uh, and then on May 1st or, or the following month, that doesn't count anymore towards your storage quota, but it still is there accessible. So right. I, I kind of thought there's other people who are using, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank right now, the Google's. Amazon S3. Amazon, yeah, S3, which I think we're using that. I can't remember now from... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's an option too, where you're paying, you're always paying for downloads, but it's a minuscule amount per download, and the variety you can sort of go both it, ways. I think it turns out to be more money long term, though. Yeah. Because I mean, there there are some months where I'll pay, 
you know, seventy to a hundred dollars. Yeah. See. That's, for for bandwidth. Yeah. Because that would that's where it's it works against you to be popular, right? That's sort of what. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Which is always the struggle with a lot of web stuff is like as soon as you get popular then it costs a lot more <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of what i went with i thought if if one episode even if it's like i don't really need it for a lot of episodes where i could technically you know just host it on dreamhost or whatever and just throw an mp3 file up on a ftp somewhere if at least one episode a year or whatever number i was playing with in my head is popular enough that it gets downloaded enough and i want it to be fast enough and libsyn is great because that's the all they do is podcasting so they're not worried about other stuff right. um, well, it's a lot faster download too yeah yeah and uh and then yeah like the episode i do with dan benjamin interview like you know hundreds and hundreds of people download that episode i'm not paying anymore i don't have to worry about fees going up just to have a, a popular guest on <laughs> yeah so yeah all right so let's um Let's let's talk a little bit more about uh, about gear, but I also want to talk about the live stream. So right now we're we're streaming live. Um, how do you make that happen? Well, um, let's see. Going going from my mouth to your ears, <laughs> which sounds kind of gross. Um, so I'm talking to a microphone, a Hal PR40 microphone, is what I happen to be using. It could be any microphone, but going into a mixer, a Mackie uh, Onyx 1620i mixer, and craziness. Yeah, that's like that's stupid. You don't need to buy it. I didn't need to buy it. <laughs> I hope my wife never listens to this episode. Um, yeah, there's no reason really other than I'm, I I like shiny gear right. and knobs and stuff. Um, you could certainly get away with what I'm doing with like a smaller, much smaller mixer. And not even necessarily a big board like a NM Audio fast tracker. Anyways, but so it goes into there, and then the mixer. Actually, I have um, a couple of Mac Minis that I use. So I have an iMac. I'll just sort of jump around a bit. Um, All right, but wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. Before we get there, uh-huh. let's talk about the live stream. Right. Right. Okay. So how do you how do, how exactly do you broadcast the live stream? Okay. So tech- I, I know you use an app, right, to to make that happen. You also need to buy server server space. Yeah, so the, on on the website of it, it's I'm using a service right now called Shout Cheap, which okay. is a horrible. <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it says, right? It's cheap, and you can shout it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, what's I heard came across them from Jeremy Fuxa of the Cocktail Napkin, the Shakes. No, which one is it? Yeah, the Shakes. Now yeah, he's he's done with. Forgive me, Jeremy, napkin. if you happen to listen. I, I, even when I interviewed him, I had them both in my head. And I kept getting them mixed <laughs> up, um, which is no not his fault for branding. It's great branding. It's my own brain's fault. Um, but anyways, I, I came across that from him because it's what he uses for their live stream, and uh, which I found interesting actually because he's on Mule Radio Network, which is you know a big podcast network, and they don't have any sort of unified system. Each show is sort of on its own to do do uh, live streaming stuff. But I yeah. digress. So their their plans. That's you can why just, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> I won't touch that one. The uh the uh the nice thing with Shout Cheap is you can sort of pay depending on the the quality and how many listeners. So I think right now I'm on a 64-bit qual- KPA, K sorry, 64 kbps rate for 25 listeners or something like that. So it's cheap and uh right now there's well six people in the chat room including you and I and maybe maybe twice that listening so i'm not paying for listeners that i don't have which is right. kind of nice and i can upgrade you know and downgrade per month each month as a, as it changes so that part of it is there and then um working backwards from that i'm using an app called nicecast um on by rogue amiga yeah. rogue amoeba right yeah which is a great app um it's it's weird in this day and age that it's a 60 dollar. i think it's 60 bucks or 50 bucks i can't remember um 59 dollars for the app and uh it's just funny because it's like a single purpose app for the most part and it's seems priced like twice what <laughs> a lot of other apps would do but they've got a, a unique sort of lock on the market i guess and and do it well so at any rate that's me complaining about being cheap <laughs> um <laughs> okay so that's that takes the feed that i send to that mac mini and hooks up connects to the shout cheap server and 
then you guys, whoever's listening live, can hook into that and hear what's coming out. That, right. Does that make sense? And and how how do you exactly put this player on the live page? Oh, um, let me just see. I can't even remember what I did. It's not as well done as uh, what Jeremy's done, that's for sure, because I'm not very smart. Um, yeah, Interlock or somebody could would definitely be able to school me on what I'm doing. It's just a audio embed um, that I've got with some code from them, so the the IP address uh, okay. slash live or whatever, and then there's supposed to be a way that you can hook in so that, like, if I'm broadcasting live, what's nice about Showcheap and, or Icecast in general is sort of the technology that they're using, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and is that you could switch from a live stream, like what we're doing right now, to a pre-recorded kind of looping group of mp3s on their server so i don't have to run a server on here to like you know i know dan i think does uh does it locally on his i like got five by five if you're not listening then it's actually playing in itunes on an um a group of mp3s a playlist or whatever right that he's actually streaming out the audio from his end um Whereas Showcheap and the other services probably like this too, but where Showcheap allows you allows me to upload up to I can't remember what it was two hundred megabytes or something of storage on their server that I can just have it playing over and over and looping when I'm not live. So on the off chance for whatever reason somebody hits the live page and, and wants to just listen to a random thing, it's there. So that at least it gets the idea across. I guess that this is where audio happens. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I, I like that. <laughs> um, the, the cool thing is uh, that on the live page, you actually have something here that says server status and then live. Um, and when it's offline, it says offline. Yeah, and that's the part where if I was smart like Jeremy, I would have it automatically do that, whereas I actually manually <laughs> go back because I, I can't find the whatever the little hooks into, the, into Showcheap that he's got figured out ah. already. So there is a way to have it actually automatically like, because what happens is when I hit, um, if it's play or whatever it is on NiceCast, start broadcast on NiceCast on my right. Mac Mini here, then it just automatically interrupts whatever's playing and is supposed to, I haven't really tested this, someone who's listening maybe can tell me if this actually works that well. It's supposed to uh, just stop. So if you're listening to a pre-recorded thing, it, it should stop it and then interrupt it with a live thing, right? Just like I mean, five by five does that other shows do that um and so it's supposed to do that i don't i can't i've never tested it because i always forget <laughs> to, to bother <laughs> but uh yeah okay and, and i just go manually update the page and say it's live so people know so sometimes though i have to apologize is that it sometimes says live when it's actually not because i forget to go back and, <laughs> and update that so. nice yeah all right well i mean th those those are small things that that can be yeah. Uh, fixed, I think. Um, all right. So let's now let's talk about the gear that you're using to actually record the shows and, and do the shows. Um, you said before that you're using a Heil PR40, right? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Kyle Roderick in the uh, in the chat room wants to know if uh, if you're using a pop filter, are you still <laughs> going commando? Yeah. I'm uh, I still I haven't got a what Kyle's referring to, I don't know if he was listening, but um, Dan, the interview I did with Dan, he gave me a real hard time for not using a pop filter. <laughs> and uh, I still course. haven't picked one up. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> technically the, the PR40 does have a bit of a built-in pop filter, but right. I end up as a result because there's nothing there. I kind of gravitate towards talking right up into the mic when I could actually be a little bit off the mic, sort of like this. Um, right and not get quite as bassy and uh which sounds even worse because i have a bit of a cold so um but yeah i haven't uh i just need to do another order of some gear to get a little pop filter in place because that'll just keep me off the mic and then get rid of any extra little explosives right so, right this. okay so you're using <laughs> you're using a uh a high pr40 um dan gave you lip for not using a an actual uh what's it called pop filter pop there we go pop yeah. filter um 
Let's let's also talk about this mixer that you're using. Um, and and this is something that I had a huge question on. So I've wanted to be I've wanted to upgrade my personal setup. Right now I have a a Rode Podcaster. Um, basically, it's just a USB microphone. I mean, it sounds pretty good, but I, I want to upgrade with a mixer and everything. Um, let's let's start off with this question off the bat. Do you absolutely need another Mac Mini? to make the mixer work? Um, yeah, yes, I think. <laughs> okay. Absolutely, yes, maybe, possibly. Uh, it depends, I guess. There's, I, don't, I hesitate to say yes for sure because there's always some nerd who's done something with some software looping, hooking in, you know, because uh, using things like Soundflower, I don't know if you've come across that. Um, it's a little app that you can run that, basically allows you to sort of loop or direct audio within the machine itself um, to different places and things like that. So, um, but as far as I can figure out in the best way possible. Right. So the easiest way is to just have an, a Mac mini. Yeah. Or some, another computer. like Or some I, type of other computer. Yeah. It, I debated buying a, um, just like a cheap Windows box, you know, $200 box or whatever just to have on the shelf. But I ended up coming across some used Mac minis and stuff and it works. So repurpose those plus they, right. they stack nicely but i mean you could find a linux box or a unit or a windows box or whatever that you all it needs okay. to do is run skype that's the okay so and that's that's what i that's what i was going to ask you so um you you right now i'm talking to the mac mini right yeah right um so how how do you do it so that you know all of that audio works um, because I've also heard that there's a problem sometimes with people hearing themselves back. Yeah. So um, I heard something about a mix and minus thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically within the mixer itself, um, uh, I don't know how technical to go until I get out of my depth, but uh, each channel on the mixer, the hard, I'm talking about the physically, the hard hardware of the mixer, each channel has, uh, you can send it, to a auxiliary send so I can I think up to four that's why I went with the Mac the 1620i that I did you can send it back out to four different devices so in addition to like I have headphones on where I'm listening to what we're talking about and so I can hear you but there could also be four other devices that could receive audio back from the mixer of whatever is going on right and so that's where the, the Skype mix minus comes in where basically I don't know why they have to make it I guess yeah it it sounds like more complicated magic than it actually is because it's just basically, so your Mac Mini comes into the mixer and then I send you back all the audio except for your own voice because obviously you wouldn't want to hear your own voice back because it'd be delayed and echoey and right. confusing. And you have your own voice already, <laughs> which I think. So how, but how is that possible? Is it a button you push on the mixer or? No, so there's actually uh, four auxiliary sends, S-E-N-D-S, <laughs> sends that... Uh, pots or whatever they're called, turning pots, I forget what they're called on a mixer, but uh, knobs. <laughs> and uh, I just choose, so of all the 12, 16 channels on the mixer, I want, you know, these 15, except for yours, to go to auxiliary send one, which is going back to your Mac mini, right? If that makes okay. sense. Right. It's right, hard right, to right. explain, I know, uh, with audio, I guess, but um, yeah, you can, you can basically... Uh, then I could have, that's where I have, so I have a Mac, MacBook Air hooked up as well that just has audio sending out to the mixer, right? right. And so I pipe that in, um, let me just find something here for you. I pipe that into the mixer and then I choose who, you know, you can, I can send it to you or, or I can send it not to you and only to other people, um, right? If, if we had more than one person on here. Yeah, so I, that's where I have another, uh, Mac Mini. That's the one I use for streaming. But if I really wanted to, I could uh, have it sent another Skype account so that you know, if I brought in a third guest, like say Adam Smith on Too Lazy to Blog, he could be on his own Skype channel so that audio-wise, which gets Adam to the, Clark. What did I say? Adam Smith. <laughs> you guys aren't brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, Tim. Yeah. Adam, Tim. I'm Tim.
So I know you. I know you have a thing for Justin Bieber. So ah, oh, jeez, no. So turn it off. That's where you can. I can play a YouTube video or a clip or whatever that we're talking about, and uh, and that <laughs> could be playing. <laughs> Come on, you want to sing along? I know you do. Uh, I don't know that song. <laughs> Why are you dancing? Uh, no, you can't see me. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'll cut that off. Which that's actually that gets to one of the issues with the. Uh, um, with the setup that I have, if I did want to do video, I can't really do that as easily as you could if you were just, you know, me and you Skyping on the same computer that I'm also recording on. Right. It'd be easier to do video if we wanted. So I don't, we don't have video running, it's just audio. Okay. So, so let's, let's do a little recap. So you have one Mac mini that is, comp- that its only job is to run Skype. Yeah. yeah. You have another Mac mini that its only job is to stream the show. Right. To the server. Okay. And this is on top of the, the actual Mac that you record the shows on, right? Because you're, you're recording this in logic express on your MacBook air or no, yeah, logic express is on an iMac older, like a, it's almost a five-year-old iMac now, um, that I'm recording with logic express. And up until I got, I mean, it's been a year and a half now, but up until I got, uh, my MacBook Air that I use for work, my day job, I would also just record. I would record and do show notes and, you know, whatever else, like um, look up stuff and whatever on that iMac as well. And so technically you don't have to have a th- whatever that is now. I'm so you have four machines. Yeah, that, that are running here. Totally. <laughs> yeah. That are running. It sounds okay. weird when you say it like that. So, um, <laughs> so, so you, right now, how... Are you basically you're doing the same thing uh, to the to the iMac so that it receives all the audio, right? Right, and that's all. All that is is uh, the mixer itself connects via FireWire to the iMac, so it's not an audio feed; it's a digital connection okay. through FireWire to the iMac. Right, and and it and Logic recognizes it as an audio device exactly yeah and okay. what's nice about that and the reason why it went that route is if you've played around even in GarageBand, you can see this too um all the different channels that i have on the mixer the hardware mixer are represented in software on logic so i could like my you know if i wanted to cut out just the the justin bieber section there because i thought i might get sued i can just <laughs> delete that track and not have to worry about editing out your track and my track and all that kind of stuff Oh really? So so it's not being recorded as just one one single track. Right. It's being recorded as 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 many channels as we're using. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the oh, advantage that of is having awesome. Yeah. So that's where having a, okay. each guest on their own Skype account or, or sorry, on their own Skype computer, that's what allows you to do that. Whereas right. like when I record I help record another show called Non Breaking Space. Um, which is with Christopher Schmidt, who I did the YouTube podcast with way back when. Anyways, just to bring it back a little loop around there. Um, when I do that one, we have two two guests, or sorry, two uh, co-hosts, or two hosts, whatever, and then a guest, and then myself. And so I actually, we're, we're just lazy right now with it and keep it simple and have all three of those guys, the remote guys or girls, on one Skype account, just a regular Skype group call, and I record them all into one track and we kind of just take our chances that way. And then I just record the intros and outros on, on my own track. Right. But technically what I should build towards is, you know, an, actually another Mac mini or two. And then I could actually have each person on their own track. Makes it much easier for mixing down later. If, if one person's dog starts going off or whatever, I can just delete. Right, them. right, right, right. So, so right. Like for example, when we do too lazy to blog, we're me and Adam are both on the same Mac Mini, though, for now. Yeah, exactly, and that's mainly okay. because if I did, if I wasn't doing the live stream, I would flip that around and just put you each on your own Mac Mini, and then it'd be better audio, probably slightly better. I mean, it's debatable, but definitely more audio control for me. Right. Um, yeah. Man, that you have a complicated setup. <laughs> I'm I'm glad we did this. Well, it's um, not. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like I was saying at the beginning, where I feel like everybody's aware of. You know, I don't know if you come across this thought, but I feel like well, everybody already knows about insert technology here, like using. No, not at all. And that's often my brain has that. I need to unflip that bit where it says, "Who cares?" There's people who are new to this, and and that's okay. So anyway. Yeah, but, I mean, I I 
and this is this is the reason why I wanted to talk to you because th- this type of stuff I have no knowledge of whatsoever. Right. Like you, the the complexity of your setup, I I have no idea how to do that. And see, that's where for years, well, I don't know, years, like yeah, probably for years, I would listen to folks like Dan and stuff, and even watch Leo Laporte and sort of this the process he went through, like from way back when, when he used to have multiple Skype accounts. My multiple, well, he still uses Skype, but multiple Skype machines and things before he got all this. I haven't watched in a little while, but. Um, and folks like uh, actually a guy named Cliff Ravenscraft who does a podcast answerman.com where he's like he makes a living giving advice on setting up podcast stuff and not so much the network side but individual podcasts for, for yeah I've for, seen that show yeah so if you do a Google search for a lot of podcast like how do I do this or that with podcasting you'll eventually you'll end up at podcast answerman.com because it's a little cheesy looking site but he's uh, knows his stuff so <laughs> Yeah, I, I okay. So, um, and I'll just say before you, I'll, I'm just going to drop a link in the show notes and in the live chat too. To a, I just had set up a, uh, somebody asked for me for this a while ago, just a screenshot sort of thing, a map of the gear and how it's all set up and where things are wired and look going, so you can sort of see a visual because it's I know it's kind of hard to see exactly or understand oh, nice. exactly where things are going. So. I think it was Dave nice. Rupert maybe asked for that, but yeah. I man, you know this this just makes me think that I need to stock up on a ton of Mac Minis. <laughs> well, it's not a bad idea, <laughs> especially if you see some used like a college or the main thing is you know you, it needs to be Intel. It needs to be at least a little bit of uh, able to support a Skype connection, obviously. And so, right. Um, but the one I'm using for like the Skype connections is. Uh, I want to say I won't bother looking at it right now, but it's it's actually funny because it's I think it's about a five year old, it would be at least five year old Mac Mini. Um, but it works. Yeah, Intel Core Duo something, yeah. and but it, it actually the the of all things the audio connection from to the motherboard the circuit board on it is loose, and so I actually have the lid off of it. it doesn't have the cover on it. Because the odd time, which is is kind of silly for me being podcasting, like that's all I use it for is audio. But it's every so often I have to, if I move stuff around a bit, I have to go and like actually physically make sure the audio cable is connected properly on the motherboard. So it, otherwise I don't get audio. <laughs> nice. Now, um, it, the, the, you, you don't use any like, uh, compressors or, you know, external things like that. You don't have a rack like, like Dan does. Dan's got a nice rack. That's all. He does have a nice rack. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I should like for the the Heil PR forty, especially this mic is very uh, gain hungry, is what the kids say. Um, and so, like, I have to have the gain cranked, which isn't great, and I have to have the levels all the way up and stuff like that. And so, um, ideally, I should have a um, not a compressor, but a thingy what's i'm drawing a blank on it uh somebody help me out here anyways the what am i trying to say the thing that boosts your signal before <laughs> i'm having a complete brain fart i should yeah, have I one of those think of what you're trying to Not say a limiter uh <laughs> this is terrible we'll it's fix this in post yeah exactly <laughs> It's because I don't have it that I don't know what it is. Uh, booster signal or thing. Preamp. Thank you, interlock. There we go. Preamp is what I need to boost the signal before it gets to the mixer. Because yeah, just it would it would make things a little bit smoother, uh, nicer audio going in. So I do that obviously in post a bit in terms of the EQ and stuff, but on logic. Right. But yeah. But I mean, to to a certain part, I think you are. You're one of the good people that just basically pushes out whatever is committed to tape. Yeah, and that's both. Um, I know, like we, you and I were joking with Mike Hurley somewhere about that, um, and or not joking, but talking about it. <laughs> and uh, um, it's both laziness and then also efficiency. And uh, yeah, some somewhere in between is where I lie. I I, I like the idea of just sending it out because what you hear is what you get. And that was even before I was doing live streaming. Cause obviously right now, if we like, you know, I had that empty space where my brain couldn't <laughs> figure out what a 
preamp yeah. was. Um, you know, some other folks might edit that and chop that out. And um, but yeah, I kind of feel like I like the humanness of it. I don't want to ever. Asp- not that I wouldn't ever aspire to be, but I don't aspire to be a super professional broadcasting person who can't flub up on air or anything like that. So that right. said, when I do edit shows like with non-breaking space, because of the way that they're structured and, and they're doing sort of the inter- these interviews with folks and when you have two interviewers and who are in different locations, it's it's difficult for them, regardless, of, even if you didn't have a Skype connection between you, it's difficult to sort of coordinate two people asking questions, but you add Skype and then you can never really tell, okay, is this person waiting because they want to ask another question or are they waiting because it's just Skype being weird or are they waiting because they are done and don't have any more questions and they want me to ask a question. Right. So that one I actually go through and when I'm, because I'm not actually talking on it too much, I can go through and drop markers as we're recording and say, this is where I need to go back and cut out a 10 second gap because they both brain farted <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> right. So. One, one more question on the mixer and, and answer this honestly. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you go, did you go with the 1620i because it had faders? <laughs> well, that's no. You mean like that model as opposed to a, a lesser model? Is that what you mean? Right. Right. Because I, I think the smaller one doesn't have faders. It has a whole bunch of knobs. And I refuse to use the knobs. <laughs> well, one thing to, that I wasn't... No, I'm I, buying a mixer. I'm buying the faders. You're more of a fade, not a knob guy. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um no, I, it didn't enter my mind that way other than I, I was mainly after the multiple channels. I didn't care so much how it looked, but just the ability to have, you know, multiple people on Skype and, and doing bigger interviews and stuff, um, right. multi-person interviews. The thing that I'll tell you, though, is that um, the faders, because I would often listen to shows like, say, Dan, some of Dan's shows where he'd talk about riding the faders and adjusting levels and stuff. Um, when you're actually recording just, and I, someone like Interlock or somebody else might be able to do a better job of explaining this but the the faders don't actually control what's being recorded to logic as far as levels the faders control what the mixer is sending out to theoretical speakers and things like that like if i had speakers set up in the room here and you know was listening to them Bye. so the so i can't what i yeah what i was kind of confused with at so first then how are those levels being controlled well there's a the gain control on the channel which is a knob <laughs> so that's where you wouldn't like darn um, it <laughs> yeah yeah like uh, interlock says if you're in the chat if you're routing via auxiliary that would be true which is what i'm doing um so the uh, the uh, gain levels knob is is what controls i could dial that down let's say and, and turn my voice down so that both the recording and what you guys would hear would be different but if i um yeah what what's being recorded doesn't actually affect the, isn't affected by the fader itself. So I think it's just, um, like if I dial this down, can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the faders all the way down, but I don't think anybody listening live can hear it. Was there a gap in my, uh, audio there? Anybody listening? Anyways, but, um, actually no, that wouldn't be true because that's the auxiliary as well. So, um, (laughs) So okay. the only person who couldn't hear that when I dropped the fader there to zero on my own track was myself in my own headphones. Ah, uh, <laughs> so okay. Oh, no, Kyle says it, I was gone. Okay. See, I don't fully understand what I'm doing. That's okay. Hey, that's good to know. But what what happened was I would, um, the Skype, like you like you said, Tim, you could hear me. So I going back to the non-breaking space show, for the longest time, I would like, when I, I was done my little intro and I was just sitting and listening and recording notes, I would drop the fader down to zero or hit mute and and then i'd like eat an apple or whatever <laughs> but they could actually hear me and i thought they couldn't hear me so i don't know i probably like burped in the ear of some my my question would be how is it how is it that you uh th- that you can actually control that though because i've had that problem too um in when i'm recording if i mute skype uh it mutes it, it it doesn't mute me in the recording. But if I mute from the recording device, it doesn't mute me on Skype. Right. Yeah. So like either way, uh I'm I'm stuck. Yeah, and there's you can get um in front of on the line uh again, like with a mixer, and I think there's some for the USB like road podcaster setups where you can get a mute switch, like a foot switch almost that you would use. Not almost, it is. 
that you can use to uh, have a kill switch, basically, so that you can cough or you can burp or <laughs> whatever you need to do um, without having to interrupt anything. And then that way your recording isn't screwed up and then also your guest isn't grossed out by your burp or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I to gotta figure that out. Um, now, the, the mixer that I want to buy is has four XLR inputs. It has eight channels. Um, would you say that for someone like me that is that, you know, has kind of outgrown the road podcaster, but is is doing a lot of podcasting? Um, it, it, do you would you say that eight channels is, is good enough? Yeah, I think and even I mean, I, I, I think the the main thing you want is auxiliary sends. That's really what drives. So like there's a what I don't know. Did you say which model you were? Uh, I was looking at the chat room for a second there. What, did you say which model of mixer you're looking at? Yeah, let me let me post that in the in the chat room here. Because the uh, like the sixteen with Onyx or Mackie's mixers, anyways, the sixteen twenty i was the one that added four auxiliary sends. I think the twelve twenty is three or two. I can't remember. And so it wasn't so much that I needed sixteen channels because that's crazy for what I do. Uh, it was the auxiliary sends amount. So like, um, Mackie Pro FX eight. Yeah. So that's the Mackie Pro FX8 eight channel mixer that you're looking at, uh, listed for about two twenty nine, and uh, where is the? Get some more details on it. Sorry, this is uh, <laughs> exciting, exciting audio for folks. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying I mean, to find out where the auxiliary send details and stuff are, because that's what, really, like, for doing this, the ability to have different people on different channels, tracks, sorry, right? Uh, that's what you need is the auxiliary sends, because you you're limited. Like, I could have, if I had a stack of eight Mac Minis here, let's say, I'm still limited to just four individual audio feeds to send back, right? So that's that'll limit right. how many different people I could have. So, but I mean, four people on a podcast is usually kind of the limit. <laughs> yeah, and that's where, like, in a, if I had to do it again, I probably, at the time, I was kind of like, this is why I would advise waiting until you're further along before you invest something like, like this was a, I forget, $800 or $1,000 mixer. And because uh, it, at the time, I was, you kind of want to, like, prepare for anything and you think, oh, I'm going to be doing all these crazy interviews. But then you get to actually doing those kind of interviews and you're like, it's, it's a lot of work having three other people <laughs> right on a show. Why would I want to do that all the time? It's much easier with just me and another person talking. And, uh, and so, yeah. And even realizing that like with Skype, it's actually, it's better, better than it used to be. It's good enough to carry on a a tech kind of conversation and people aren't going to be that fussy if occasionally Adam's, you know, like, or yours or whatever Skype conversation, uh, it gets a little Skypey and robotic when you have to like, whatever, restart Skype or something like that and, and carry on the conversation. It's not the end of the world yet anyways for me, so... So let me let me ask you this question, and I know that this is getting more personal to my particular situation, but um, if this is what I want to do. What I want to do is be able to kind of make the the quality of the East Wing a little bit better than what it is right now. Um, and with the show moving over to five by five, I'll I'll be doing the shows live, um, and I I don't necessarily know how that's going to work out right now, considering that I don't have a, another Mac Mini. Or anything like that, but um, but considering that you know I do I do a, a two person show for the most part, and I just want to be able to hook up to whatever you know live streaming service I have to with five by five. Would you say that this this mixer together with you know maybe two Mac Minis or or yeah two Mac Minis would be would be okay for my particular situation? Yeah, I think so, and I would almost. Um... I know you know I have talked with Dan in various situations, but I would almost double check with him that he might not just have you uh, Skype in, and uh, I guess it depends on your arrangement with him. But Skype into their system so that you can just be streamed out live, and then maybe you record your end, they record your guests end, and then they're gonna edit together. Or if you're doing the editing, then then I would say yeah, like I would I would go as minimal as you can, um, and. And even like if you can't find a Mac Mini, get a Windows machine. I mean, it might pain you to do so, but <laughs> just to uh, keep it simple and cost down because 
that that part is i mean it's it's the unseen part like you wouldn't know obviously if i had a 200 dollar five-year-old dell sitting under my desk or a <laughs> brand new top of the line mac pro sitting here or whatever right. then you'd hear the mac pro maybe <laughs> right but uh yeah i would say go with because the thing with the reason why i, I guess i can go both ways because the reason why i went with this more expensive mixers i figured well audio gear there's always some idiot like me looking to buy way more than they need so i can always sell it back if podcasting doesn't end up being the thing that i want to do <laughs> so right. um so yeah that's because especially hardware gear where's like like audio hardware gear sorry will hold its value i think anyways for a while um and so although i could be screwed with this one because it has fireware input which is going the way of the dodo <laughs> right but um anyways i digress um one one other question actually that I had for you that I that I forgot to ask you is you have these Mac Minis but they're you don't have monitors hooked up to these so how do you right how do you how do you control them I uh, with really small fingers no it's <laughs> I use uh, I use Apple Remote Desktop uh, which is okay. Apple's app for VNC connections uh, there's tons of other ones out there that uh, if you're a, at all of a nerd you can use to to control an, a Mac remotely. One that I would recommend checking out actually is called Screens, where you can actually get an iOS version as well if they want. Um, and it's, I believe it's still on sale right now. Um, anyways, it's 30 bucks, whereas Apple's remote desktop is 80 bucks. I had another a client I was doing work for that I could justify buying it for because it allows you to control a whole bunch of Macs at once and you know send software updates to all of them, those kinds of things. Is what to, nice. And so it's nice that way for an office or IT administrative type position. Right. Um, whereas screens, I think, is more of a personal use. I mean, it can still do some of those things, but you can use it to uh, control your Mac um, and yeah, use your iPad or iPhone to also control your Mac. So, yeah. Okay. Um so we're we're approaching the 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 hour now. So I, I have uh, I have two more questions. Um, what can we what can we expect to see from SSKTN? You know, if, if if this is the first time someone is listening to a show on SSKTN, you know, what can they expect um, to to be happening? That's a good question. I think the uh, where I'm where it's going, I guess, and what I l- would aim to do with SSKTN is continue to build great shows put out great episodes of the shows that are already there and uh you know with a slight focus bent on a bit of tech and a bit of design and and the web stuff that occupies my brain but like you can see um with the shows that are already there some of the extra shows like we talked about um, mama myth thespian show you know incorporating other folks friends and stuff who have shows where i can just help them out by putting a show out there and and letting them run with it but just giving them sort of a almost a, a safe place to put it out into the world with to try it out, um, and so some of that. And then I'd I'd really love to, uh, and I'm working on sort of the strategy behind this, but just mentally working out the idea of you know building out uh, membership and sponsors and and just a bit of revenue for SSKTN, and uh, it's something that I just don't come by naturally as far as. You know, asking or begging for money, <laughs> so to speak, right. and so uh, it's something. But I, I want to do this more, obviously. And so, I, if I want to do it more, I need to help it, have it help pay the bills. And so, um, so yeah, those are the two things. That, and in that vein, obviously, there's a membership page that I have where you can become a member of SSKTN. And right now, it's just there's no real perks or benefits other than the satisfaction of supporting me and the, and the folks that uh, I'm helping with it and doing more podcasting and helping pay some of the server and streaming costs and all that kind of stuff. That's really, it's not going to make any, I'm losing money right now doing it, obviously, <laughs> when you look at it. So, um, so yeah, that's sort of roughly where it's going. I, like I said, I don't have definite plans right now. We're kind of in a, I'm in a bit of a holding pattern as far as shows and stuff, just trying to sort of sort out um, the, this, the show me your mic show actually sort of took off in a better way than I had initially planned and started getting bigger guests than I'd initially planned to have, right off the start and so um just trying to sort out where to go next with that one and uh and then yeah having a lot of fun with the two lazy to blog show where the three of us get to chat about nerdy stuff so right so if people want to become a member they can go to sskTn.com slash membership 
Um, it's it's five bucks a month, or or fifty five dollars for a whole year membership. You can do this. You 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 can afford this. <laughs> this is this is this is probably less than your than your venti uh, coffee. You drink a venti. Yeah, of course. Wow. I always go venti. Um, and I will say I'm a, for I'm a gentleman of a certain girth. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you need a, more caffeine. Um, I will say that there. I don't have any definite plans, so I can't promise anything. But I do want to do develop something that is a. I don't want it just be a flat membership that you just like. I, I respect folks who do that, and it's fine. But I'd like to be able to offer some sort of additional perk, and it, just trying to sort out what that might look like. Whether it's something like Sean Blanc right. does a podcast for. I mean, it's a blog that he runs, but has an audio podcast daily that he does for people, which is kind of neat for what a podcast network might do. But you're already getting a bunch of podcasts, so you might not want more. Um, or like releasing shows early maybe for some folks, but that gets kind of messy. So, uh, right. anyways, well, I'm open to ideas, but also, uh, I can't, I'm not promising anything right now other than more, uh, jewels on your crown in heaven, I guess, for <laughs> Tony <laughs> becoming a member. So a, a tradition on this show is to ask, uh, what podcasts you're listening oh, to. Crap. <laughs> I should know that already. I'll, yeah. Um, and actually, well, I'm, hey man, I'm just sticking to your. Format. Yeah, no, that's good. Okay. You're way more prepared than I am for this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll say too, the sponsorship thing too is a is a another opportunity. If there's businesses or maybe you have a product or service that you want to sort of get in front of folks, that one is again going back to having multiple shows. That sort of gets complicated. So like, I don't know what where to throw stuff and all that kind of stuff. Whereas if you, I just had one show, it'd be easy just flat fee. This is what it is. So I'm working that out, but I'm open to suggestions and, and ears on on uh, how that might work if you have something you'd like to get in front of smart, beautiful listeners. Um, okay, so shows, podcasts I listen to. I subscribe to a lot. I don't listen to every episode of all of them. So, uh, that, By the way, that was just to kill time so that he could open Instacast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And I'm still I'm stuck on Instacast too because I keep forgetting, or not forgetting, I just haven't gotten around to upgrading Instacast 3, so it's a little slower. Um, let's see. Some of the ones you might not have be as familiar with i guess there's one from uh authentic jobs which is cameron mall's uh service called hired where he talks right. to folks about their hr kind of that makes it sound really dry but it's a short focused podcast on hiring and and uh work environments of neat web places so it's kind of a neat show to listen to um command space of course it's uh what still says 70 decibels on my podcast but it's five by five now um, let's see what else do I listen to Shop Talk Show Chris Coyer and that's Dave a good Roberts. one um, <laughs> all Command my, Space is really good too yeah it's a good interview show I see all my shows in here that I, I'm not going <laughs> to I just I subscribe to my own shows just to make sure the feeds are working um, <laughs> so do I <laughs> uh, I subscribe to Podcast Answer Man like I said I don't listen to every episode I just sort of pick and choose uh, Back to Work with Merlin of course I listen to and pick one other one here. What else? Oh, there's uh, a funny sports kind of show if you're into that. Is uh, Jay and Dan podcast. It's a TSN network, sports network here in Canada. Although they're moving to the States now, actually. DSPN. Or no, Fox Sports, I think they're moving to. Um, and then the Sean Today, actually, one that I was mentioning. I'm a member of his service, or his website, seanblanc.net. And uh, he does a daily podcast that just kind of updates on what's going on and stuff that he's writing about. So. There, those are the ones. Nice. All right. Well, uh, thank you for being on your own show. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> and for and for sharing sharing all of your your audio knowledge with us. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure this will be useful to many people, as it has been to me. And yeah, if uh, I've mentioned or referenced on past episodes, if uh, maybe there's stuff we glossed over that you had more questions about. I think I'll probably do this, something like this kind of episode, maybe every 10, 15 episodes, whatever, sort of gear. Because the, the show itself tends to be a bit more uh, philosophy of podcasting, not so much the actual gear, because there's only so so many times you can talk about a mic. But um, <laughs> Right. But yeah, I think uh, if you have those kind of questions, I guess sskTN.com slash contact, hit the show me your mic show as the option and uh, send in your questions. I'll keep a catalog of them and we'll do uh, this episode every so often so maybe even have tim smith back to pester me <laughs>
That sounds like a plan. Sounds fun. All right. Well, uh, that note, I guess I have to sh- close my own show. Eh? Um, thank you, Tim. Where can folks find you? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think this is about me. This is about you. People can find you uh, as iChris on Twitter. Um, please visit SSKTN.com. Um, if you find it in your heart to become a member, you can go to SSKTN.com slash membership and, uh, and, and support the thing that, that, that Chris is doing at, right here at SSKTN. Yeah, I think I'm going to hire you to do the, the uh, sponsor membership read. <laughs> <laughs> you do good at it. Anyways, and uh, yeah, you can visit, listen to previous episodes. This, this is episode 15, and so there's whole bunch of previous 14 if you can do your math like i can previous episodes with a variety of folks tim is actually on one of those shows and dan benjamin mike hurley uh who else a whole bunch of people anyways adam clark adam clark dave rupert smart smart folks doing all sorts of neat stuff with podcasting so uh i guess on that note thanks for listening have a great day Thanks for listening to Show Me Your Mic on the SSKTN Podcast Network. Follow along on Twitter at SSKTN or like us on Facebook.com slash SSKTN. Be sure to visit SSKTN.com for interviews with other podcasters, as well as learn about other shows we produce, such as Welcome to the Internet, Too Lazy to Blog, and Lost in Lemon. <laughs>